Welcome to Fit Chicks Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educating and empowering women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, wellness, mindset, and a whole lot more. Today's episode is brought to you by Fit Chicks Academy, where we help heart-centered women just like you who love health and fitness get certified as fitness, nutrition, and health coaches and build amazing businesses. So if you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for our upcoming Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Expert Certification Program. To download the brochure today, head over to fitchicksacademy.com forward slash H-W-L-E brochure to learn more. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello everyone and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn. And I'm Laura Jackson. And on today's podcast, we are talking specifically about how you can start adding more cardio to your strength training workouts. Because we so get it. fun. <laughs> right now, I know, but like right now, so many people are struggling because they're like stuck at home because of quarantine. The gyms are not opening anytime soon. And they're like, wait, my go-to cardio, which was, you know, maybe one of the machines in the gym is no longer available to me. And I want to just try to like, I don't want to have to like do strength training and cardio separate. I want to kind of like put it all together and maximize my time, maximize my energy. Cause we also seem to be having a little bit less time, even though we're in quarantine because everyone's busy, busy doing home crafts, DIYs, <laughs> all those things, well, kids, and schooling. <laughs> yeah. And also though, everyone's, but then people are feeling really frustrated because they want to work out, but they just don't even know what to do or they're working out already and you're just bored. That's where I'm at. I've been working yeah. out this whole time and you know, luckily this all kind of went down in what March. So where we live in Canada, like if this happened in January, this would have been a whole different story. But yeah. in March, it was like no showing your butt off. <laughs> yeah, like the weather was okay. So that's been one thing that at least we still have the great outdoors as our gym. But I find the thing for me is I'm just literally getting so bored of doing you know, kind of the same things. I, I rotate between running. I do body weight workouts outside. Um, I was trying to do, get into video workouts, but I just couldn't do it. So I've been trying to utilize, you know, even more equipment or like the elements that are outside resistance bands, things like that. But I'm just getting really bored. So this is, if you are someone who is bored, this is a really good way for you to even start to switch it up. Plus we're naturally creatures of habit, right? We'll tend to keep doing the same thing over and over again. So these are five ways for you to basically spice it up a little bit. Spice it up and just maximize your time and your energy and your efforts, right? Like how to like maybe shorten your workouts or like get maximum bang for your buck, so to speak. So the first thing that you can do in order to add more cardio to your strength training workouts is to complete bilateral movements with weights. So bilateral movements essentially is when, you know, oftentimes when people are doing strength training workouts, they're doing like, for example, if they're doing a bicep curl, they're usually just doing like one arm and then the other, right? So they're doing left side, right side kind of thing. But when you start doing bilateral movements, you're actually doing both arms at the exact same time. So you're curling left and right at the exact same time, forcing your body to work the that much harder. So by adding extra resistance and by actually adding more strength to it, you're going to increase your heart rate just naturally because you're actually challenging your body 50% more by doing both sides as opposed to one. So that's definitely one way that you can do it. And the same sort of on the same sort of you know, idea behind um, bilateral is also adding compound movements. 
We love compound movements. Yeah. So compound movements essentially is like using more muscle groups in order to maximize your time and your energy. So like, for example, if you were normally going to be doing those bicep curls and you're normally going to be doing strength uh, squats, for example, combine the two. So do squats with bicep curls. Now you're using more muscle groups by adding those muscle groups, by adding the strength training, by adding more, um, more movement overall, you're actually going to increase your heart rate. And then you're going to, cause like cardiovascular essentially is like increasing your heart rate, right? So it's like challenging your cardiovascular system. So in order for you to be able to do that, you want to make sure that you're challenging yourself, challenge yourself by adding compound movements is such a key thing. Well, I mean, that's one of the big things is a lot of people right now are doing strength training at home and without being able to have access to really heavy weights or heavier weights, yeah. you know, we are doing a lot more higher repetition, lower weights, but the difference is you're already adapted to it, right? So it requires less effort. So for example, mm-hmm. for me, like just say I could do 30 pound bicep curls, probably hundred yep. percent, not anymore, but you know, <laughs> at home I have anywhere, the highest weight I have at home is 20 pounds because I live yeah. in a small space. I don't have areas to put all these weights. So for me, like doing that amount, usually anywhere between 10 to 20 pounds for multiple exercises, it's like my heart rate is not going to get up with that amount. So by adding those compound movements or compound exercises, because really a compound exercise is an exercise that involves more than one muscle or more than one joint. Compound movements, so we're kind of talking about them in two different ways, is of course when we're using, they're more like the actual exercise we're talking about. So like Amanda was saying, it would be like a squat to an overhead press or you know, a bicep curl is an isolation exercise which only works one muscle. It's great to combine that with other exercises that could involve one muscle or more. I always like things that move too, that I find gets your cardio up so much quicker instead of doing stationary squats, doing moving squats with bicep curls or doing walking lunges with kickbacks versus just stationary lunges with kickbacks. For that sure. helps get your heart rate up. Well, that's actually goes into kind of one of my other points, which is to work out on different planes of motion. So not exactly the same as what you were talking about in terms of like changing, like doing 180 degrees or like, you know, doing moving squats or things like that, but it's kind of the same thing. So changing planes of motion being like, you know, for example, if you were doing, I don't know, like a squat to a side lunge to a reverse lunge, what you're doing is you're actually changing, like when you're just used to doing squats, for example, and you're kind of staying stationary doing those squats, your body just becomes kind of adapted to that. But when you're automatically changing the planes of motion by doing a side squat, then a backwards lunge, then you're automatically challenging your body in a different way. And it's in an uh, unfamiliar way. And so by doing that, it's actually going to also increase your heart rate because your body is moving so many different, it's like so many different mechanisms happening all at the same time. And so it's going to then increase your heart rate as well. So by changing that planes of motion, you're going to then be able to also increase your heart rate on top of what you were saying about like doing movements. So like moving forward and backwards or moving left to right or doing one eighties. Exactly. Yeah. And I also find too, like I, I love doing like changing planes of motion, changing directions every time that I'm working out. So that's been one thing I found that during this time I've really added in. So, you know, I'm out and I'm doing more, like I'll be at the park and I'll be going from doing walking lunges, then going into side shuffles then going back into walking lunges, then going to side shuffles the other way, doing step ups, doing declines, like all different, like moving my body around in ways that I usually don't. Cause most of the time, right. We're not usually moving sideways or backwards. We're typically mm-hmm. moving forwards. So I just even felt the difference in working on my balance, working on my coordination. And then also the way I just feel my body changing as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's something that I want 
what we want you guys to think about as we're doing this during this time of quarantine, where now we're kind of on our own for a lot of things. And like we said, it gets really boring. So even if you're used to going for a run outside, let's say every single day, that's your workout, which is a great cardio workout. It's also great for toning and strengthening your lower body. Instead of just running forwards, try to shift it that, okay, you're running forwards. And then every, you know, five minutes or whatever, flip around and do 30 seconds backwards or do 30 second sides shuffles and you'll feel like a big difference. Shout out to my run fit program that I took before where we used to do figure eights, forward and backwards, side to side. Yep. But it doesn't <laughs> I need, love it. <laughs> me too. And even like, it doesn't need to be super challenging. That's why I always love even just thinking about your run, which a lot of people mm-hmm. do for cardio. Right. Or even like with cycling, I know obviously you like doing cycling, but it's like, if you're riding your bike, you can always get off your bike after a certain amount of time and do some strength and get back on and do your bike like intervals again, you know, obviously on your bike, you can't suddenly just be, you could ride backwards, I guess, if you're, uh, (laughs) if you're like in the circus, maybe, (laughs) I don't know. I know like, but cycling has actually been like my kind of go-to in terms of cardio and you know even with that it's like it's changing not necessarily the planes of motion but it's also changing like you know I'll change the gears I always go like higher when I'm going uphill I'll like make it more challenging I'll stand up on it I'll try to like you know let go of one hand then the other and like create balance um, resistance and stuff like that so it's just like constantly just changing things up to change uh, challenge your body now going back to what you were talking though about earlier when you were saying you know at home you only have like 20 pound weights and for you that won't necessarily get your heart rate up the same way. The next thing that you could do in order to be able to, if you are at home working out and you're using lighter weights is to create more time under tension. So rather than focusing on the repetitions, rather than just focusing on like, I'm going to do 12 reps of bicep curls. And if you are using say five pound weights and you normally use 20 pound weights at the gym, instead of focusing on the reps, focus on the time under tension. So instead of doing five minutes, maybe you're doing two minutes. So you're going to burn out your muscles a little bit more. You're going to create more time under tension. And you can also do that by creating different tempos. So even if you don't want to necessarily do like a full two minutes, for example, you can say, okay, well, I'm going to do like a four count and then I'm going to do a one count up. So a four count down, a one count up or something like along those lines. By creating different tempos, you're also going to then challenge your body differently, which will then take away that like, it'll be like the boredom buster for sure. And it'll also be the thing that will increase your heart rate and create that little bit more cardiovascular because your body is now doing something different out of the regular pattern that it just becomes so accustomed to doing. Because we do get into this plateau state because your body just gets accustomed to it. So challenge it in a different way by changing your tempos, by changing things up, especially if you don't have heavier weights or if you're using a lighter weight system or even no weights. Well, I think that's something that a lot of people don't really think about, right? Like they don't really think about time under tension. And I know even for a lot of our students at Bitchux Academy, when we first introduced the idea of tempo, they're like, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. <laughs> and really all, yeah, all it is, is just changing. I just think of it this way, changing the speed of which you do the exercise, right? Typically the slower you do an exercise, the more challenging it's going to be, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't have any momentum. You are really utilizing like just every single muscle and you're holding. So that it, and also it's longer, right? the actual exercise will go from being 30 seconds to being like a minute. So there's just these little tiny tweaks that become so easy. And like, 
again, thinking of it right now with what is going on with what you have access to. So that could be you're at home doing body weight squats, but you're slowing it down. So going down for a count of four and holding at the bottom for a count of four, then coming up slower for a count of four, like that alone will completely shift your exercise from just a regular squat up and down. Um, especially if you only have body weights. Same thing with trying, you know, body weight exercises like push-ups and planks. You change that, the speed at which you do those, those can become so challenging. Um, oh my gosh, I have to add in something on that. Have you seen the new challenge that is out there right now? I don't know if any one of our listeners have seen this, but it yeah. is called the impossible push-up. So it's a three minute push up, and it's oh. literally. I was watching a video and I just I can't stop watching different people trying it. It looks so hard. I haven't tried Ouch. it myself. It's a minute and a half on going down all the way down and then a minute and a half up. So you literally are moving like the smallest, most minimal amount of movement for that entire. And like this one guy I was watching, I can't remember his name, but he, I was watching it and he did it like he'll need like 27 seconds or something left. And then his arms just gave out on him. But it just goes to show you like for someone who is, you know, he's able to do plyometric pushups and everything else. The time under tension makes a huge difference. Well, and I, a lot of people I challenge too. everyone listening to try that. Try yeah, and a, and a lot of people minute and a half down, minute and a half up. <laughs> they have the they have the muscle strength, but they don't have the muscle endurance. Yeah. And when you're keeping your muscles under that amount of tension for a long period of time, that kicks into your endurance, right? So yeah. that's why those big bodybuilders they can always lift one rep of a massive amount. But probably if you try to get them to do what we used to call, for example, in our fitchex boot camp, the wings of steel. Oh my gosh, the wings of steel, totally. <laughs> I remember guys could never do this. Basically, what it is is you're holding out like a lateral raise, so your arms are out holding weights at shoulder height. Or and, no weights even. Or even no weights, <laughs> yeah. And we start with like pulsing, but your arms are straight, right? So you're pulsing palms down, pulsing palms up, palms forward, palms back. 30 seconds for each direction, twice. Or however long. That's like, how sometimes we, yeah. I remember, remember when I did that challenge at the bridal show and we ended yeah. up doing it for... Um, I think it was like 12 minutes and something. Oh yeah, and it was like, it was a contest who ended up dropping out first. So the last bride standing, I've never seen women with so much drive to win. <laughs> Like my arms were killing me and I'm like, please someone (laughs) drop. I'm like, I have these little chicken wings by the end. I don't even have wings of steel. (laughs) But that again is a great exercise right now that you don't need weights. You can start toning your arms and building Mm -hmm. up that muscle endurance. And literally all you need to do is like Amanda said, 30 seconds, palms forward, 30 seconds, palms down, 30 seconds, palms back, 30 seconds, palms up. And if you want to increase your heart rate, because, you know, we're talking about like adding it and making a little bit more cardiovascular, just add more muscle. Do a wall sit while you're doing it. Just adding more muscle groups immediately will start changing that. Or even just walk around the room while you're doing it. Like just add in some more movement to the exercises to make them more challenging, especially when you're working with like smaller muscle groups, like your shoulders or your bicep curls or some uh, biceps or something like that. Yeah. The next thing that you could also do to increase sort of your cardiovascular when you're strength training is to add equipment to the mix. Now, I know that we've been talking about like, you know, you may or may not have equipment, but if you have the ability to invest, and even if you don't, there are things like pick up a rock. If you're at the park, pick up a big rock. (laughs) But if you do have the ability to invest, you know, there are things like weighted vests. Weighted vests for anything, if you're adding a weighted vest while you're doing squats, it's going to increase your heart rate. I guarantee it. Um, battle ropes. You could do kettlebells. And then again, if you're doing kettlebells, think about bilateral. So hold one in each hand. Don't just hold one. You know what I mean? And look at ways that you can start incorporating things. But yeah, like I said, like what we were talking about in quarantine, you might not have that equipment at home. Look at things around your environment that you could start using in, in order to your, then increase. In your garage. Like I bet you yeah. have a ton of stuff that's heavy. 
Yeah. And that's Do like, you have any winter tires stored? Pick them up. Exactly. <laughs> Flip them around. <laughs> But even if it doesn't even necessarily have to be something that's going to put a lot of resistance on your body, like think about even things like pylons. Like I know that a piece of equipment, but it literally can be like, again, you can add in some drills in between your strength training. You can add in yeah. some movement. You could add in some, um, even like if you do have other pieces of equipment, like resistance bands are very inexpensive, but if you don't even have resistance bands, if you do have something like, even if you have skipping ropes or you have, I'm trying to think of other things that you would have at home that would be like, there's so many things that could just easily be set up into circuits. Um, mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't mean it has to be your exactly while you're doing your strength training, but you can alternate between your strength training and small bursts of cardio, but just even by giving sure. yourself different directions and, and, spaces to move between i think the biggest problem to be honest is people just don't know what to do yeah and i think that's the biggest problem with with most of any habit changes or implementing any type of you know if you're so used to going to the gym or going to a class where you are led through a workout and now suddenly as we've all been on our own since march you know it's like we said, it's been getting boring and it's also really hard to come up with ideas. So just even starting to think outside the box or watching videos and incorporating some of them in the outdoors. Mm -hmm. Start to especially if you, yeah, like, especially if you don't want to do them in your house. Cause they get like, boring I hate fast. working on my house. I hate it. <laughs> I, don't See, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, but I also have a dedicated space for it. Yeah. And it I makes have a small sense space. For me. Yeah, like I have a dedicated space, so it makes sense, and I've got a lot of equipment and things like that. So I'm, I'm like well equipped in that sense because I built it to be that way. But it's I still don't get really stir crazy when I do it. That's why I go for bike rides and things like that because I have to like I have to balance it out or else I, I can't and I can't do a video that's more than thirty minutes. Yeah, or else I just get like I, I don't know. I just get super bored. Um, do you know one thing I also like to really do? Just speaking about like bilateral, just thinking about stuff that I've been doing lately too, yeah. is it doesn't need necessarily to be the same weight in either hand. What's really great too is mm -hmm. to alternate like both your weights in one hand. Like again, let's say we're totally. doing walking lunges and you're going to hold on one hand, like two weights and then switch to the other hand, still doing walking lunges. Cause that way too, you're also going to be challenging yourself on both sides of your body. Um, even as opposed to just, you know, evening out the weight. So you're, having yourself uneven, which there's been studies that show that that also burns more calories. So having that, you know, needing to keep your body even during or straight up by making it in balance during your workout can also mm -hmm. really help with different things. Yeah. And it'll strengthen your core. It'll create more balance. So like, especially if balance is a thing that you kind of struggle with, that's a really great way to start like incorporating more balance work into your workouts itself. Um, and then the last thing though, that I really wanted to talk about, and this one is like probably the most obvious, but the one that a lot of people don't pay attention to, which is just limit your rest time, limit your rest time. People, <laughs> if you want to increase your heart rate, if you want to increase your cardiovascular, when you're doing strength training, limit your rest time on average, they say that the person, um, on average, people usually at a gym setting spend between one to two minutes per like in between sets before they actually complete the next set. That's the average. So if that that's why workouts like sometimes you know the people that are like oh my gosh like i can't be at the gym for an hour and a half or <laughs> whatever it's probably because you're spending so much time resting you don't necessarily need that much time to rest in between unless one you're powerlifting <laughs> yeah one of the things that like especially you know that you introduced me to was like the pha training right which is like the peripheral heart action training where that's an amazing way to do it where you don't actually need any rest because you're working your upper body then your lower body then your upper body then your lower body so while you're working 
your upper body, your lower body's resting, and then vice versa. So it allows for your body to recover into sort of a recovery state, but it also keeps your heart rate up the entire time because you're not actually resting. So just look at your, at your workouts and be like, okay, if normally your workouts are taking you an hour and a half, what are you doing during that hour and a half? Are you actually working during that hour and a half or are you resting half the time? And if you're resting half the time, can you cut that down? You normally rest two minutes before. Can you cut that down to a minute? Then maybe to 30 seconds. Like, can you look at different ways that you can structure how your workout is flowing so that you can then actually move faster? Because the faster you move, the more your heart rate is going to be up. And the thing that we have to remember too, guys, is that, you know, when it comes to exercise, there is the amount of calories that you burn within the exercise that you are doing. But then there is the amount of calories that your body burns trying to get back to homeostasis after your exercise, which is why high intensity interval training is so popular because that epoch um, or afterburn, which is the more common word for it, that afterburn is trying to get your body back into balance, right? So even though the workout is short, but you're giving so much intensity, it takes your body that like up to 36 hours to rebalance itself. So I always like to think shorter, harder, more bang for my buck, right? Because now what I've done is even though if I technically look at a 60 minute workout versus a 20 minute workout, maybe the calories might be more during the 60 minute workout, but a, I've saved 40 minutes of my time, which your time is your biggest resource in this life. And secondly, I now have pushed myself to an uncomfortable place that I'm going to be continually burning more afterwards. So really try to make it like, even if you're going to pick one of these, I would just try to go a little harder and go a little shorter in your next workout and see the difference, like how you feel and how also your results will get. If you've been doing the same thing, this whole quarantine of like, you know, and don't get me wrong, there's no judgment. I can get into it too. Cause I, you know, I used to, I've always run like ran as part of my cardio, but usually I do also, I do spin classes and I do hit classes and I do weight training. So I've been doing a lot of running tied in with body weight exercises and I definitely feel I cannot wait to get back to higher level resistance training but um I was getting to the the point too where I was kind of doing the same thing the same length of time I was going for a run for the same distance I was going for Mm -hmm. and then a couple weeks ago I started to switch it up and being like no okay I'm only going to do a 20 minute run on Tuesdays and I'm going to go super hard interval sprints whereas instead of doing a 40 minute longer um, going for, you know, more kilometers during my run. And just even that feeling the difference, you could feel it very quickly when you start to shock your system again. Totally. I agree with that 100%. Even with like cycling, instead of, I look at going to the same distance, but how can, can I go faster? Can I make it one minute faster? Can I make it? And then once I start doing that, then I start playing. So it's kind of like, I'm either playing with my time or I'm playing with my distance, but one or the other is constantly being changed so that I can then keep challenging myself. Because if not, you do, you get into a pattern, you get into a state of comfort, and then you just don't really like challenge yourself and you won't really push yourself to your maximum efforts. You'll just sort of like get into that comfort zone. You don't want to be in the comfort zone when you're working out. You want to challenge yourself constantly. So hopefully this was helpful, guys, to be able to give you some ideas on different ways that you can today start incorporating different things in your workouts, whether it's different tempos, whether it's different time, whether it's uh, reducing your rest periods or whatever it is, but different ways that you can start adjusting your workouts now so that you can start getting a little bit more bang for your buck every single time that you are out there in your little sweat sessions at home or outdoors or wherever you're at. Um, And we'd love to hear from you too. So make sure that you comment below, let us know how you are maybe incorporating your workouts from home or outdoors um, because we love hearing what everyone is doing on their own. 
And of course, um, for any more information regarding our upcoming certification programs, you can check out all of the information at fitchicksacademy.com. And I just want to add in to you guys, make sure to check out, I know what it feels like to be uninspired. I totally get it. Um, so yeah, check out our, our free learning resources too on fitchacademy.com. We have a blog that's not just a blog. There is literally every Friday we post new workouts. We've got videos. We've got different podcasts where we talk about a ton to do with exercise. So if you're looking for needing, you know, some inspiration for your outdoor workouts and all of our workouts can be done in the gym or out of the gym. So they're perfect for right now. Um, make sure you go and check them out because I know what it's like to be uninspired. And the number one thing is, is that as long as you are still moving during this time, you are doing awesome. And I know for many of who got into a groove and had a really good healthy routine and are feeling super frustrated and down yourselves right now, because you're feeling like that all went out the window, just take ownership over the fact that yes, that happened. And you know what, I'm just going to start moving forward and trying to move my body as much as I can every day and adding these little tweaks into next level. Um, but just, yeah, don't give up. You've got it. And check out our website for some more, some more workouts too. Okay guys, have an amazing day and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.